Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We've got a PW Torch VIP sale going on this month. If you are interested in becoming a VIP member, you can get $6 off any subscription. That brings a one-month sub down to 4 bucks. And you can listen to our AEW Revolution post-event roundtable. Todd Martin, Rich Fan, and I discuss the event for about an hour right after the show ended exclusively for VIP members. You also will get the WrestleMania post-show roundtables following night one and night two at the beginning of next month as part of that deal. And you get everything in between. I have brought back the Ask the Editor version of the Wade Keller hotline. The last two Wednesdays, we've dropped that with me responding with long-form answers to a wide array of topics. And the Focus on AEW and Focus on WWE Insider News updates with my expanded analysis have also been brought back more frequently lately, including breakdowns of minute-by-minute numbers for Dynamite and SmackDown in two recent updates. And also behind-the-scenes news on Bray Wyatt and how he's being written and by whom, and other exclusive backstage notes and insights. We also are running our 18 Years Ago podcast series on the nearly 18th anniversary of podcasts when they were originally published back in 2005. We feature them on the PW Torch VIP podcast feed. This includes our post-pay-per-view roundtables and also Wade Keller hotlines with a ton of insider news. And right now, this week, we are running a series of podcasts detailing with incredible behind-the-scenes details, sometimes excruciating details, on what was going on with Edge, Lita, and Matt Hardy in that uh, kind of love triangle controversy of 2005 that uh, changed the course of, of several careers. At the time, I reported a ton of details on how the locker room was reacting to them, uh, how Vince McMahon, if he was involved, because Vince was actually away with his injury at that time, uh, if he was involved, and just uh, the, the ups and downs and the drama of everything that, that blew up behind the scenes there. It's also the beginning, 18 years ago, of John Cena and Batista's push, and there's a lot of fun analysis of what we thought of them at the beginning of their upward trajectory. I could go on. There's just so many great VIP exclusive features. You get these shows ad-free and plug-free, and you get access to our ad-free Lightning Fast VIP website with all the content that's on the free site, plus bonus content, including the roundtable reviews in written format from the Torch staff of AEW Revolution. We'll be doing that for WrestleMania coming up also, plus exclusive columns and more. So go VIP, pwtorch.com slash go VIP. The coupon code to get $6 off, and you can apply that $6 coupon to a one-month, a three-month, or a one-year sub. But again, that brings a one-month sub down to $4 for everything I just mentioned and more. The coupon code is March 23. March 23. Enter that when you sign up at pwtorch.com slash govip. And yes, we are compatible with the Apple Podcasts app. When you sign up, you'll get an email and you click on that link and it authorizes you. No advanced settings, no passwords, nothing complicated. 
and we are compatible with many other podcast apps in a similar way. PWTorch.com slash GoVIP, March 23. Good time to go VIP. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, wrestling fans. You are listening to Wrestling Coast to Coast, a pro wrestling torch daily cast focusing on independent wrestling. I am Chris Maitland, and joining me in this adventure is the man, the myth, the McClellan, Justin McClellan. Justin, happy birthday! Thank you, Chris. Not just my birthday, but as always, I'd like to wish a very happy birthday to music video pioneer and one-hit wonder Gary Newman, who uh, hit song Cars. I still keep in heavy rotation on my 80s playlist. It is also the uh, day of the uh, very first Muhammad Ali Joe Frazier fight. International Women's Day, which I always thought I I should be able to use to my advantage more than I do. Yeah, maybe something you can think about uh, in the future. And the fact that International Women's Day actually is a good segue for us. Last week, we spoke about wanting to do or we had planned to do. West Coast Pro Wrestling's West Coast Best Coast. But at time of recording here on March 8th, 2023, that show not yet available on IWTV. So we are not going to do that show today. We may do it next week. We may do Action Wrestling. We will let you all know uh, in advance of next week. It depends on what's available. So we scrambled and said, what else should we do? And we thought, well, it is International Women's Day, as is Justin's birthday, and we've talked about wanting to do Women's Wrestling Army, and here's our opportunity to do that on International Women's Day. So we are going to discuss episode 28 and 29 of Women's Wrestling Army, uh, 
episode 30 actually just aired, so we did not uh, watch that time of recording. That's the most recent uh, episode. But uh, we'll do the episodes from the two prior weeks. Before uh, we get started, just want to let you all know that here at Pro Wrestling Torch, we actually have reports on the show. And Harley Vasquez is our correspondent who writes that and writes some great reports on not only these two Women's Wrestling Army shows, but all the way back in the archives. So if you want to know more about Women's Wrestling Army, go back, uh, read Harley's reports. It's very good. The first show we're going to cover is Women's Wrestling Army's episode number 28, Never Say Never. It aired on February 22nd, 2023 on Pro Wrestling TV, an app available on your smart devices. Your commentators are Alyssa Marino and Sam Laterna. The match begins with Gabby Lapiza finding Ashley Dembois backstage. She wants to know Ashley's thoughts on her match against Janai Kai. Dembois starts talking in French, and then Lapiza says she wants to say it in English, so she basically says that she's going to destroy Janai Kai's leg. Here's the opening theme for the match. And then uh, Vita Von Starr is shown stretching backstage. She acknowledges that Alicia Edwards is a veteran, but Edwards has never been in the ring with her, and that she's the most unpredictable person in women's wrestling army. The uh, opening match was Alicia Edwards versus Vita Von Starr. Uh, quick match. Uh, Vita Von Starr used some of her uh, the skills she showed along in the right just to sort of distract Alicia Edwards. Von Starr went for a move off the top rope, but missed. Edwards hit her with her knee and finished up with a flatliner. The opening match is won by Alicia Edwards in 8 minutes and 36 seconds. So uh, this is going to be a, a common refrain here, but I had not seen much of Vita since Ring of Honor closed down, you know, over a year ago. And I thought she, she's improved quite a bit here, actually. I thought she looked pretty good. Uh, she came out. She's still using the Righteous's ring music, which is among the most commonly used music in indie wrestling today, because I think all three to four members of that group still use it. I'm pretty sure. I'm trying to think if Dutch does. I know the other I've seen the other three definitely use it. It's probably public domain or else they all like went in on this like quasi deliverance song. But it's it's a. Uh, very common song. Uh, Vita used a lot of her acrobatics to start. Um, Alicia's gimmick is that she's the party mom. Um, Vita did like her like trademark like splits in the middle of the ring, but Edwards actually turned that into a crucifix for a two count. Very cool. Um, Edwards missed a corner charge, so Vita gave her a back suplex. Uh, Vita did this crazy like boot choke. Like, the boot choke I always think of is, like, Kevin Nash standing, holding on the rope, stretching his leg out. Well, in this case, Vita stood on her hands and um, stuck one foot literally straight in the air. Like, she's doing the splits and put that boot straight up into Alicia's throat. I mean, that is a cool choke. I don't say that very often. Um, so, yeah, this is where I really started to think, like, I really noticed, like, Vita's improvement. Her, she was always sort of gimmick was about her flexibility because I think she was on circus delay before she became a wrestler. But she's 
learn to use that flexibility and to make like unique offense, which I think is very good. She actually did uh, Blair Onyx, one of our, our latest, the flagship star of Wrestling Coast to Coast. She did her crab walk chokehold that we saw Blair do last week. Um, they did this roll around spot like they, they were cradled and they were just rolling around the floor and they stood up and both were dizzy and they fell o- both women fell over. I thought that was pretty corny. Not a fan of that spot and what had been a serious match up until that point. Um, Edwards did a hanging drop kick to the corner. That was it was okay. She's no Kenta, however. Uh, Vita's hands. She did her handstand thing, but it took so long it actually made sense that Edwards could get her knees up because Vita was like posing up there and like flailing her legs around before she tried to land the move. I overall I liked the match. I thought Vita looked better than Alicia, and I I would have I was thinking Vita would have would win, frankly, just because partly I think recency bias and that I had heard of Vita Von Starr, and I don't think I had heard of Elisa Edwards. Plus Vita got the interview before the match, but I liked the match, and like I said, I really really saw a lot of improvement in Vita here. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Daily Cast listeners, thank you, first of all, for streaming the shows. Be sure you're subscribing. Just search PW Torch in Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to pro wrestling podcasts. But while you're at it, if you're not yet, please subscribe to the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Podcast and Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Post Shows. Search Wade Keller and see two logos pop up, a blue one and a red one. The red logo, the post shows, cover Raw and SmackDown each week with a fast turnaround time of a couple hours after the show's end. And also every Saturday we present a flashback to our analysis from five years ago that week covering Raw. Jason Powell from ProWrestling.net joins me and we analyze what happened on Raw five years ago. So check out that time capsule every weekend. The Blue Logo Show features the Thursday flagship, plus our first-run interviews, our classic interviews, and our mailbag segments. So, again, search Wade Keller and click subscribe to both the Red Logo and the Blue Logo.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Did you know we also have a website? PWTorch.com. Daily news updates, editorials, and my live TV coverage covering Raw, Dynamite, and SmackDown, and my live pay-per-view coverage for WWE and AEW. Create a tab or bookmark, make it a daily stop, visit us throughout the day, every day, to keep up on breaking news and more. That's pwtorch.com. Alicia Edwards uh, seemed primarily to impact the wife of Eddie Edwards, so... Oh. If you don't watch Impact, you may not be as familiar uh, with her. But I agree. I thought, and again, part of it is this is our first episode watching, you know, in its entirety, watch a couple. We've seen a few clips here and there. And just the assumption of, well, they interviewed Vita Von Starr. They talked about this kind of being her debut. They mentioned that Alicia Edwards didn't have any victories. So it did leave you to think that Von Starr would win, but not the case uh, in this match. But a good opener for uh, the show. Next, we have a couple of video packages. Uh, Billy Starks is shown winning a four-way, pitting Blair Onyx, by the way. When she's on the top rope, Maxi Impaler's music starts. She gets distracted, but still ends up hitting her move for the win anyway. In the back, Billy Starks goes up to Amy Rose, Maxi's manager, and asks what's the uh, point of why did Maxi's music play, and Amy Rose says, Max is hungry. And walks away. So I would like to note two things. Like two wrestlers we can't seem to escape here are Billy Starks and Blair Onyx. Um, but also I like one thing I really liked about Women's Wrestling Army. It very much was a continuation of Ring of Honor. This is what their the Wednesday show would have been like. It feels like if Ring of Honor had kept going. A lot of these women in these feuds, like you know, Amy Rose was managing Max when. Ring of Honor closed, and, and Amy's still managing Max now here in this promotion, so I really like that. Yeah, I think that um, I should have started the show, and I will mention that now. You know, Ring of Honor is a promotion we watched a long time. I know it's in its current incarnation. Not it really, was originally no. a Ring of Honor-focused show for those newcomers. Right, we were a Ring of Honor-focused show, PW Torch. I switched over to talk about independent wrestling. But Ring of Honor as a company was not one that was greatly focused on women's wrestling. At some points, women's wrestling was even presented, I think, in a detrimental way. And for whatever reason, I don't remember the particulars, but they turned uh, over to uh, Maria Canellis, Bennett, and 
Bobby Cruz, and they did a really good job at, with the tail end of the Sinclair-led Ring of Honor in promoting women's wrestling. A lot of the women's uh, wrestlers uh, you've seen in more prominent places like Roxy, currently NXT. Roxanne Will- Perez. Roxanne Perez now in NXT, or, or Willow, who's now Willow in AEW. Still Willow. Still Willow, yep. I guess uh, technically Willow, she got her last name back, but. No, she did. That's good. Yeah. And and several others were, were presented very well in the existing Ring of Honor ecosystem. This promotion is sort of a carryover of that, and it's good to see in how the wrestlers have been talked about. They showed video of a match between Brooke Valentine and Gia Scott, where Brooke Valentine's knee gave out, and the match was stopped. Uh Scott was interviewed backstage by Gabby Lapiza, who said she didn't care about Valentine's birthday because it was Valentine's birthday when they taped the show and that she got a present for her and that she is the greatest damn woman. I liked the, did not like the setup for this match. I thought Scott should be more adamant that she broke Valentine's leg and she hurt her knee and she'd do it again. They kind of didn't make that connection very clear leading into this match and it, that uh, kept going forward in the match. We'll talk about that in a second, but before I do that, any thoughts on that promo and the video? I didn't love that they showed the actual injury just because because it was real, you know, like, it made me a little squeamish about things. You could have talked about it. You could have shown Brooke Valentine having to be helped out of the ring, but I don't think you necessarily had to show her, like, her knee give out mid ring. I don't know. This feels it feels icky to me. Even if you know, like it, I don't know if this feels like I'm being hypocritical. Like it's fine to build a an angle off of that injury, even if the injury was legit. But I'm like, I don't know, man. I just I would not have shown the the actual injury. This leads us to the second match of the show: Brooke Valentine versus Gia Scott. The crowd start chanting happy birthday, which I thought was a tribute to her, as well as to you, because we're doing this on your birthday. Yes. No, this I'd like record- to think it was. This was recorded months ago, so you and her do not have the same birthday. And aired two weeks ago, even. But Yes, this is true. Uh, in a, in a, the great month of February, great month to be born. This match was kind of clunky, uh, which usually I'm okay with, but... It looked like uh, almost a training match at at times. Uh, though there was a spot I did enjoy where Valentine's arm was worked over and she couldn't lift Scott. Scott was able to take control. Ended up hitting a code breaker for the win. Gia Scott was your winner in 12 minutes and 13 seconds. And uh, she left in triumph while Valentine had to be helped by a referee. I like I like this match a lot more than you did. I I don't, I think I will, well, I didn't really know much about, I didn't know anything about Brooke Valentine. Gia Scott, uh, I think we saw once or twice in Ring of Honor, but not much. And I don't know, I thought, I thought they performed pretty well. Um, Brooke Valentine uses a remix of Flight of the Bumblebee on her way to the ring, which isn't something you hear every day. Um, Brooke, I thought, had some like Willow vibes. She's like this very cheery, uh, power wrestler so um, I don't think she's she's not as good as Willow but I thought she was 
I thought she was decent here. Um, it was like they worked the arm, like Gia worked Brooke's arm a lot, which I was. I think you you made this point earlier. It was very weird just because Brooke literally hurt her leg in a match with Gia. That's like right. The story writes itself that Gia would then like go after Brooke's leg, um, and and she really didn't. It was all about working over the shoulder. Like she ran Brooke's shoulder into the post in a variety of ways. Um, at one point, Gia was like started to chop Brooke against the ring post, and you could absolutely see where this is going, which is Gia ended up chopping the post herself. Brooke did like some classic Kenta Kobashi chops off of that. Um, this was the first face wash we saw in, in uh, of the two shows we had watched, but it would not be the last. There was a lot of face washing, the move where you run across the ring and scrape your boot heel against your opponent's face um gia then went for like an anaconda vice again working the arm um brooke caught her in like this sidewalk slam position but instead of like the classic move just dropped her down that looked painful uh brooke did like a big cannonball for a two count i don't know at, at this point i had thought the match probably had peaked at that point and kept going a few minutes too long uh before Gia, like you said, finally caught Brooke in a code breaker. I did overall. I really like this match. It over delivered from my perspective. Probably went a little too long, but uh, but was good overall. It was a, again booking I'm used to. It was I was sort of, I was surprised that Brooke lost in her big comeback match against the woman who ostensibly had hurt her. Um, I don't know if it's carrying on from there. Like she's got to get her confidence back or something that that would be something you could do. I mean, in new Japan, the wrestler always loses his first match back from injury. So like maybe they're taking their booking from there. So just, it, there is still a lot of interesting things you could do with that. Support us on Patreon starting at $4.99. Get these shows ad-free and bonus VIP content. That's $4.99 on Patreon patreon.com slash pwtorchvip that's patreon.com slash pwtorchvip that is the quickest cheapest and easiest way to support us and enjoy these shows with a streamlined listening experience the wade keller post shows podcasts and the pw torch daily casts plus some random vip bonus content yeah maybe my dislike with the match is more based on the finishing sequence as well as just i think they didn't make a good enough connection between Scott being the reason why Valentine was injured, even if it wasn't true or not. You know, even after the match, we'll segue to that in a minute. Uh, well, first, I will mention that Alicia Edwards was interviewed backstage celebrating her victory. Is that she's here to make an impact, no pun intended. And as I was talking before, Gia Scott came back, was interviewed backstage, was also celebrating, said she got the win she deserved. And uh, Brooke Valentine came to congratulate her, offered a handshake, and Scott said, looked at her and just said, she's the greatest damn woman, and walked away. Uh, there's one other segment, a couple of things before we get to that. But to me, I thought to myself, Scott is being the heel the whole way. So, you know, the heel should cheer injuring someone even when they didn't do it. Valentine is the the plucky baby face, but then she also lost her great comeback. So I don't know what else is there for her to prove. 
I just thought maybe the story could have been told in a better way, in my opinion, and, and maybe they didn't want to use the leg as an excuse because Valentine was going to lose, and so they didn't want to have her lose in that way again. I'm not sure. I just didn't think it was. I guess I would have done it a different way. I guess I'll put it that way. I mean, yeah. Like I said, looking back, I can't believe they didn't work the leg. Yeah. Also, uh, before we get to our main event, uh, Billy Starks was shown attacked in the back. And uh, this part was actually hilarious. They went to the uh, commentators, Sam Turner and Alyssa Marino. They were talking about the seriousness of Billy Starks getting attacked and that they would try to find out more information. Then they do a widescreen and Holly dead was sitting next to them. And they kind of look at Holly dead like, do you attack Billy Starks? And Holly dead played innocent, saying that if she did, she would have been uh, upfront about attacking Billy Starks. Yes, it was particularly funny because Holiday was in like full, her full like face paint makeup, and there had been no clue she was there until the pullback. The uh, man although I will say I'm, I think it's pretty clear who who attacked Billy Starks from the earlier clips. Yeah, I think so too. Main event: Shania Kai versus Ashley Dembois. Uh, I did uh, enjoy this match. It went a little bit faster than the. The previous one, and it ended up with uh, Janai Kai putting on a dragon sleeper on Ashley Dumbois, and Dumbois tapped. I was kind of surprised about this, only because I thought it would be a more uh, even contest with Dumbois being more of the heel, but Kai beat her fair and square. Janai Kai, your winner, in 8 minutes and 50 seconds. Janai Kai is another woman we saw briefly in... Uh, the Ring of Honor, but mostly just getting squashed. I know she wrestles a lot on the East Coast, but I usually miss her for whatever reason. Don't catch the show she's on. She has a very unique look. Like, she looks like a Street Fighter video game character. And I I think that's good. Like, you know, she definitely stands out in the crowd. Janai Kai, she's the kick demon, and Dakota Kai in WWE used to be the captain of Team Kick. I don't know if she still is or not, uh, but I wonder if they're related. They have same last name. Same, they both love kicking. Um, Ashley was pretty funny. She was avoiding the kicks and hiding in the ropes. Kai, like I said, I hadn't seen a lot of Kai in Ring of Honor, but I thought she had also really improved in the last year. Again, based on what I little I had seen, she's very fast in the ring, whipping Ashley around. The way she, her, the way she throws her kicks, they look awesome and devastating. Um, Ashley was very good. She. She managed to tie Kai up in the ropes and then did like a slingshot throat first into the ropes to gain up the advantage. Uh, She did like a crazy submission move where Holly Dead noted she was wrapping her up like a pretzel and now I'm hungry. Ashley missed the charge and Kai did this flying kick to the neck that looked awesome. Kai kicked Ashley in the back of the head, but Ashley did this weird spinning move that ended up like a fame master, except she was going down back first and the leg was on, was on Kai's face. Um, Kai had a really, like you said, Kai ran into a, a Michinoku driver that got a two count, but she managed to get it on a very tight looking dragon sleeper and actually tapped. I really liked this match as well. It had a different style, you know, much more, I wasn't even like shoot style. It was just like, almost like, uh, like a, it was just a lot of kicking, you know, a lot of 
I guess martial arts style that doesn't feel right, but it kind of was what it was. Um, I thought both women looked fairly strong, and yeah, it was a good main event. That was uh, Women's Wrestling Army. Never Say Never, episode 28. Uh, I think it might make more sense to talk about both shows together. So we will move on to the next show, Women's Wrestling Army, episode 29. Queen vs. King, which aired March 1st on the Pro Wrestling TV uh, app. Again, Alyssa Marino and Sam LaTurner are your commentators. Gabby Lapisa interviews Queen Aminata to talk about the Queen vs. King main event. Aminata said that uh, she's going to be Queen of the Castle. It's not going to be about the King. Right after that, immediately you had an interview with, with Kylie and King. It said she knew Aminata for several years, but never booked into each other until just recently. And even though Aminata has been here before, uh, and is even she's even tapped out to the juicy lock that it will not happen this time. I'll stop there. What were your thoughts on the opening promos? Uh, they were good for the most part. Um, the I mean, it, the biggest issue I thought was a production issue. The sound quality was kind of lacking, and I don't think it was this promo in particular. But there were some a couple of promos. They had this background music that over like was mixed too loudly so i couldn't understand everyone what everyone was saying so that that was definitely the problem i i liked i like i thought queen aminata in particular cut a very good promo maybe a bit too much queen king punnery but overall it was good um yeah that's about it the uh, show begins uh gabby lapisa interviews kayla sparks and alex gracia who said they're not happy with Miss Kate. They, you know, fourth wall, I guess. They're not happy with her in the locker room. And they're going to they're gonna make her pay. And this is setting up the uh, tag match, Alex Gracia and Kayla Sparks against Sierra and Miss Kate. Now, we've seen Miss Kate in the NWA, if I am correct. Yes, she's actually the current, what, half of the current NWA tag team champions. As That's of- true. Last one, last Wednesday or two Wednesdays ago? Because they've changed that a couple times, haven't they? Yeah. Just another quick reminder, pwtorch.com slash govip, coupon code MARCH23 gets you $6 off a VIP subscription this month. GoVIP, here are post-Revolution Roundtable podcast, exclusively for VIP members. That membership will give you instant access to our post-Revolution pay-per-view roundtable that we recorded immediately after Revolution for VIP members, and that will also include our Night 1 and Night 2 post-event roundtables, plus everything in between. Our 18 years ago podcast, vintage insider news updates from me and the Torch team, and new Wade Keller hotlines with exclusive news and many other features. Full details at pwtorch.com. Slash go VIP coupon code March 23 gets you six dollars off 60% off a one month sub or six dollars off a three month or one year sub. Need an extra dose of positivity in your wrestling podcasts? Well, come join me, Alan Forel, over in the Pro Rest Paradise at Peter Torch VIP as we bask on the bright side of wrestling and focus on some of the great matches and shows from around the world, be it the US, Japan, Europe, or Mexico. 
There's always a place for wrestling's past in the Paradise too, and we've done fun historical shows such as the We Love Liger series, celebrating the glorious career of Jushin Thunder Liger, and our I Was There When shows, where our guests will join me to talk about a classic bout that they were in attendance for. We love variety, and you can expect lots of it at the Pro Rest Paradise. Detailed PW Torch VIP subscription information and a list of all the VIP benefits is available at pwtorchvipinfo.com. And yes, all VIP podcasts are compatible with popular podcast apps on iPhone and Android devices. Or you can stream them directly from our ad-free VIP mobile site. See you in the paradise. Anyway, um, Sparks and Gracia are the baby faces. Sierra and Kate are the heels. This is just your typical uh, face versus heel tag match where uh, the heels work over Sparks. Sparks makes the hot tag to Gracia. Gracia comes in, ends up hitting the lung blower on Sierra for the victory. Gracia and your Sparks are your winners in 9 minutes and 35 seconds. This was my least favorite of the the five matches we saw between these two episodes. Uh, there was some real like inconsistent character work here. Uh, I don't know. The storyline wasn't great coming out. It's that they like the deal is like Missa Kate's kind of a jerk. It sounds like she's doing a lot of like Kurt Henning level 1980s pranks. Um, but somehow she found a tag team partner and. Like, her character changed. It felt midway through the match. It felt like at the start, um, Kate was, like, this monstrous heel. She was a bully who was, you know, messing with the woman, but she could get away with it. And Sierra was just, like, this underling along for the ride. And then, like, midway through the match, Sierra, like, got fed up with Missa Kate and tagged herself in. And she became, like, this monster heel. And Kate was, like, the cowering woman who basically ran away. From when Sierra started like trying to assert herself, um, and then the team broke up. So it was just, I just thought it was really weird booking. The match was technically, it was fine, but nothing like super exciting. I don't know. I thought Alex Gracia looked pretty good, and Kayla Sparks. The the face team were were used, were better than the uh, heel team. We did get another face wash here. Uh, Gracia in particular, Gracia did a very nasty looking face wash that I thought was probably better than Matt Cardona's. He calls it the, he used to call it the broski boot. I think he calls it the reboot now. Um, and who would think you'd think about, talk about face washes so much in a, in a single episode of wrestling coast to coast, but here we are. Um, I don't know. Yeah, like I said, I just was not very impressed with this match. After this match, the Hex, Allison Kay, and Marty Bell were walking around talking about there aren't really any tag teams anymore. I thought that was kind of interesting comment after a tag team match just occurred. Yeah, it's true. And one team looked pretty good. I guess they weren't watching. Um and they said that the other teams are not lifelong friends like them, and I don't know the length of friendship between uh, Kayla Sparks and Alex Gracia, but they seem to work well enough together in the match, so uh, that was, to me, kind of odd. Um, and then uh, Sierra went through the curtain, followed by Miss Kate. 
I would uh, like to say I wasn't sure if the hex were supposed to be heels or faces here. I it seemed kind of heelish to me the way their arrogance, but um, in that sense it was okay if they were supposed to be like faces. They were they came off terribly. Yeah, I wasn't sure either. And again, just the timing. And again, part of it with women's wrestling army, I know they had a little bit of a hiatus, and I don't know if all these things were maybe taped out of order and maybe put in. Because even the show that had before, they mentioned, oh, Master Slamovich is going to be on the next show, and she wasn't on this one. So I don't know if there's a bit of a, a scheduling issue where you know things were not knit together. We'll probably talk about that generally at the end. Uh, Gina Lapista was with Tasha Steeles, who said she was done with her mentorship with Maserati, and that um, she was going to look out for herself. And she issued an open challenge, which was what was taking place uh, on this week's Women's Wrestling Army. So if you're listening to this, you've enjoyed uh, what Justin and I have talked about, you want to watch uh, the most recent episode of Women's Wrestling Army, go on Pro Wrestling TV right now, and uh, Tasha Steele's Open Challenge will be there. The uh, next match, the main event of the show, this was a two-match show as opposed to a three-match show, and... At least for me, my favorite match of the of the two shows was Kylan King versus Queen Aminata. This match was a pretty good back and forth contest. You know, you went outside the ring. Um, you had a bunch of uh, reversals, which really played into uh, the finish. Uh, even got a couple of this is awesome chants from the crowd. Uh, unfortunately, the reversals ended up being in Aminata's favor. She rolled up, she reversed a king roll up for a pin in 15 minutes and four seconds. Even though Kylan King was, in my mind, the babyface for most of the match, she was very upset at uh, losing. At one point, I don't know if she cursed at Aminata, but they like took the camera at an angle where like you didn't see what she was saying. Uh, either way, this was my favorite match on of the show of the two shows we watched. Uh, Queen Amanada is your winner. Yeah, I really like this match, too. It was definitely my favorite match. We've seen very good performances uh, from both these women before. Queen Amanada was on the last Terminus show. Kylan King had an excellent match with Camille at uh, one of the NWA shows. I think it was always ready. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, but yeah, and they're they're both very good workers. Um they did some good mat-based wrestling to start. They had a real kind of awkward crisscross sequence early in Kalina's part where um, uh, Kylan King just sort of stepped over uh, Queen Aminata instead of doing like a leapfrog at one point. I wasn't sure what happened there, but they got it back together. Kylan did a, like a really cool arm drag where she stepped up the ropes, but not like not like people usually climb up a turnbuckle to do the arm drag. She just stepped up the, the middle, like a uh, middle of the ring, like one side, she went straight up of that and did the arm drag. Uh, Kylan King tried a baseball slide, but Aminata dodged and just forearm King right in the face. Um, King was teeing off with some forearm shots and they were just really chopping each other's midsections very hard. Um, King did this, like, Uranagi backbreaker. That was very painful. Aminata then retaliated by kicking King hard in the back and did a swinging neckbreaker. 
Um, they did some forearm shots, but they were like in the chest, not like the jaw, which you usually see, which is fine. Just, you know, unique. Uh, Kylan King did this baseball slide. Unfortunately, it was on the side where the fans were sitting very close to the ring. And there were like the other sides, there was a lot more gap between the ring and the fans. So she, she picked the wrong side to do this. She couldn't get much distance on. Um, but on the plus side, when Queen Aminata was kicked into the seats, there were fans there who were cooling her off. Loyal subjects, the announcer said. Um, the Queen Aminata tried this uh, boot, but uh, like a big boot, but Kylan King caught her and did the chokeslam bomb like Raquel Rodriguez does in the WWE, but Aminata was able to kick out. King's finisher is called the Excalibuster. It's a very crazy move. It's a pump. It starts as a pump handle, but you flip your opponent over and basically drop her on her head. Uh, when she hit that, I was shocked. The crowd was shocked. I um, really was shocked when Queen Aminata kicked out. But at that point, I was like, oh, there's no way Kylan King is going to win this. Um, and she didn't. Uh, you know, they actually... Did some more stuff for a while. Uh, another face wash. Another one that looked very stiff. Um, but then shortly after that, Aminata got this flash pin off of a reverse sunset flip. I was surprised, again, because I've been brainwashed mostly by the WWE for 30 plus years. They they made a big deal that Aminata won the last match. So I said, well, got to have some parody booking here. I'm sure Kylan King is going to win. She did not win, so, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just, you know, it's unique. It's fun for me to see, like, wrestling done differently and realize um, how, how uh, certainly, you know, colored my, my thoughts on booking are by, are by one promotion. You know, there's, you could definitely do Kylan King is going to go for, try to beat her some other time down the road. You could just do Queen Aminata's The Dominant person in this feud and she moves on to something else um it's just i was kind of cool because i was so caught off guard by the win uh and it was a very good match they were very stiff um i thought it built well it started very technical and moved to more hard-hitting moves like it's not a lot of like flying stuff but it was just excellent work all around again also i mean the flash pin could set up a, a potential rematch for King to try and get Aminata or or like I said, they could just move on to something else either way. It was it was very good. Are you a nostalgic wrestling fan? Do you want to hear about shows you haven't seen in 10, 20, maybe even 30 years? Well, I have the show for you. I'm PWTorch.com contributor Frank Bediani, and since December of 2020, I've hosted Pro Wrestling Then and Now. Together with a rotating chair of co-hosts, we go back and review old shows from top to bottom, talk about where the wrestlers were at the time, and compare what's taking place now to what took place then. You can hear this, along with other shows, as part of your PWTorch VIP membership with exclusive podcasts just for members compatible with the Apple Podcasts app. Visit pwtorch.com slash go VIP for details and sign up for them. 
One way that you can help us sustain our schedule of putting out podcasts throughout the week is by giving us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Just go to Apple Podcasts and look for our Wade Keller Processing Podcast and Wade Keller Processing Post Show and give us a five-star rating. We hope you think we've earned that score with our fast turnaround times and our quantity and quality of wrestling analysis throughout the week. So take a moment out for us and do us a favor and give us a five-star rating at Apple Podcasts. That helps us on search returns and helps us grow. And if you want, you can add a few comments about what you like about the programs in the comments section. Thank you so much. I highly recommend that match. And that was Women's Wrestling Army, Queen vs. King, episode 29. Now that we've watched these two episodes, what did you think of Women's Wrestling Army? Uh, well, I asked you, so you go ahead. It's your birthday. Sure. Uh, it was a very good birthday present for me, even though I watched a lot of it on March 7th. Uh I was I liked a lot about this promotion. As I said before, I liked it really felt like a continuation of the uh, Ring of Honor women's division, both uh, in style. A lot of the same um, women are doing the same characters in here. A lot of women I first learned about through Ring of Honor, like um, are featured here. You know, um, Janai Kai, Gia Scott. Um, even think of everyone um i mean those are yeah those are some a couple of them you know i i like i like that aspect a lot i thought they presented a very good style it's definitely not it's not super high flying but it's not as old school as like nwa or um um some other promotions we watch you know i thought they definitely they have a very they a lot of these are very like hard hitting stiff matches. They all are given usually like at least eight eight between eight and twelve minutes that and the uh, uh Kylan King Queen Amanada match went longer than that. So you got you got very good action. I thought good matches. The booking like from what I could tell from two episodes, it's not straightforward like each you know, it doesn't necessarily like something happens in episode one and is immediately followed up on in episode two, but there is seems to be enough continuity to keep to keep things interesting more than just like oh good wrestling. I really like that. I'm not sure it's unclear who like the real top baby face is in this promotion right now, and I think that's something they need to, to work on to find the true like number one person to be the star. I think. Yeah, as a, I think TV series in particular need need to have a focus like that. But overall, I was very positive on this product. Yeah, I'm positive too. I feel that um, yes, I agree with you. It was definitely a continuation of the Ring of Honor uh, and the Sinclair Ring of Honor with regard to women wrestling. There's a few others I know that were in the tournament. You may not have been watching them, like. Alex Gracia was in the tournament and Maserati. So definitely is that aspect to it. Uh, I definitely like them having different style of matches uh, with the women. Definitely helps stand out. I also like the fact that they introduced all the matches on the show. Uh, Some had more introduction than others, but there weren't just two people wrestling. Or in this case, two women wrestling or four women wrestling. It's just like, oh... 
they're having a match. There's like there's a reason. Now, you know, we argued in the you know Gia Scott Brooke Valentine match we may have had a should have used the injury more, but you know, we we have we had not watched a women's wrestling army complete show before, but we were able to get right into it with the way that they presented, you know, quick vignettes of these shows were I believe forty four and thirty seven minutes respectively. And they're but they're able to make the wins and losses matter, highlight the winners and losers, have them talk about why they lost, how they lost, what they're going to go on from there. I think you're right. I think they do need kind of an anchor point. I don't know if that's a, I wouldn't say pay-per-view, but a sort of maybe like big show or a title. Cause it just appears from what I've read and what I've seen is you just have these matches on the show, but no one's leading in into a direction. Yeah. Do they have a champion at all? No, not that I'm aware of. Yeah, I think they definitely need some kind of title, a, a championship, just to be like, that's sort of like the driving force of everything. Yeah, I think that would help to have that. Just a focal point, I think, would be really beneficial, but I like what they're doing. They're giving a lot of uh, different women uh, an opportunity, you know, both some we've seen before, some we uh, haven't seen. Uh, and so for me, that's really good. I think that's really important and definitely a promotion that we'll – Revisit again down the line. Uh, highly recommend Women's Wrestling Army. Again, if you want to keep up with it on a more regular basis here on Pro Wrestling Torch, uh, Harley Vasquez has the reports on the website. You know, they took a about a two-month hiatus, so they weren't really updating too many shows from around Christmas time until late February, but they're back at it now. So check them out. They're available for free, free on Pro Wrestling TV. Can't beat that price. Can't beat that. That is true. Next week on our show, we'll be talking either West Coast Pro or Action Wrestling. We're not sure yet. We like to do shows the week they air. We also are really into the West Coast Pro show. So we'll make an executive decision some point before we tape next week. And uh, we'll let you all know. And uh, we also will probably be updating you soon on our plan for our special show around WrestleMania weekend, you know, going around different independent shows virtually, because we're not going to be in LA. At least I am not. Don't know if you are. I am not, no. And uh Kong's are not calling some matches, but covering some matches, see how it goes. Uh, also want to mention uh the uh Hall of Fame, the Independent Wrestling Hall of Fame has uh, more inductees that we had mentioned. We mentioned first Christopher Daniels, and now the second and third inductees will be cheerleader Melissa and Jimmy Jacobs. So those are three of the four known uh, inductees into the Independent Hall of Fame. We'll see who the fourth one is be coming up very soon. Coming up even sooner on today's episode is our VIP discussion of two matches from this weekend's shows in Atlantic City for Game Changer Wrestling. One is Hio Del Vicino versus Alex Zane. And the other match we'll discuss is for the GCW Tag Team Champions, the Mazios Ciclope Amieta Extremo versus the Motor City Machine Guns, Chris Saban and Alex Shelley. Before we go to do that, Justin, do you have any plugs? 
Sure. Uh, as always, feel free to reach out to us at torchcoasttocoast at gmail.com. Uh, if you have any issues you would like us to discuss, any questions, any matches or promotions you'd like us to check out, we'd love to hear from you. And you can email us at torchcoasttocoast at gmail.com. I am very occasionally on Twitter at jmcclelland1, J-M-C-C-L-E-L-L-A-N-D-1, although it is Oscar weekend, so I will probably chime in with a few things. I There's no way the Oscars this year will be as notable as last year, but, you know, there's still some good movies up to win some good picks to, to win the big awards, so uh, hopefully some of those actually do. And I'm at Mind of Maitland. Uh, I I put this on Facebook a few years ago, but I might put this during the Oscars. The Oscars, I know you're a big movie guy. You know, my uh, my wife watches all the Oscar-nominated films, and I watch some of them. As a television show, Tony's way better than the Oscars. I would agree. The Tony's are good. Also, like, if you don't live in New York, like, the Tony's are the your best chance at seeing a lot of, like, at least a piece of those shows. That's true. That's true. Well, anybody you, can see most anybody can see those movies, but like I'm not getting not, to New not, York. I'm not getting to New York to watch I don't know ten Broadway shows. Some some of those movies are harder to see than others, but that's true. I think the issue with me the Oscars as a show is that it spends it's like a, it ends up going four sometimes five hours depending on when they start, and then they. They spend forever going on and a whole bunch of stuff about movie history, and then they have the last six awards at the end, and they rush through them as quickly as possible. Yeah, and I mean, it's it's a tough call because, like, most people don't really care about three-quarters of the awards, but it's like, I don't know, it's like the makeup person's one night to shine, you know? Like, who am I to say, nah... You, you you gotta you gotta be like we're gonna be like the Grammys. You're gonna get your award at three in the afternoon, and no one will ever know about it. Um, that's probably what they should do though, if you want like a faster and more interesting show. But and not do the twenty minute monologue for no reason and. Well, yeah, there's that. To... There's other stuff. You don't need like I don't know how many montages about how great movies are every year. Yeah. But, um, yeah, anyway, that was that. Yeah, that might have made if I said that yeah. before. This is and, the 50th anniversary of the Sting, so maybe we'll we'll do a, a Sting tribute. I would love to do that. I mean, that was it's a fun movie. Get some Scott Joplin in there. Oh, I thought you meant. Oh, that's Sting. Warden's Day, no? No, he hasn't. He has not been wrestling 50 years, I don't think. No, We're getting close, though. Getting close. <laughs> But um, we'll uh, move on now to uh, VIP to discuss GCW, those two matches from GCW. To hear Justin and I discuss those, you have to become a VIP member. You have to be a VIP member. To become one, check out membership info at pwtorch.com slash govip, where daily casts are presented with ads and plugs removed, plus VIP-exclusive content. 30-plus years of newsletter archives, 15-plus years of podcast archives, and hundreds of retro radio shows from the 1990s, plus daily VIP-exclusive podcasts, a new weekly newsletter, and an ad-free web browsing experience. Again, that's pwtorch.com slash govip. Justin McClelland, I'm Chris Maitland. Thank you, AMR, and thank you to all of our Daily Cast listeners. 
We'll be back to talk about either West Coast Pro or Action Wrestling. But now it's time for VIP. It is not too late to make a New Year's resolution, even if it's no longer the time when people are saying Happy New Year, especially if you're looking to get fit and have nutrient-dense food that's going to give you energy without a bunch of sugar, salt, fat, and processed stuff that just doesn't serve your body well. And one way to do that is with home delivery of Factor chef-prepared meals. Fuel up fast with ready-to-eat nutritious meals delivered straight to your door, leaving you time and energy to tackle everything on your to-do list, and you don't have to cook before you settle in to watch wrestling during the week. Achieve and maintain your 2023 goals with Factor. It is America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. Start saving time, eating well, and living your best year yet. You've heard me talk about these before, I suspect, and I order Factor meals on my own, whether they sponsor the show or not. I'm a believer in these meals. Sometimes I'm just too busy to cook, even though I like to cook, but I know when I'm eating good food, and it's so nice knowing those Factor meals are in the refrigerator, fresh, never frozen, with whole food, healthy ingredients, ready to be microwaved in just over two minutes, and I'm eating. I don't have to wait 45 minutes for delivery and pay a tip. And frankly, so often that delivered food is full of fat, it's deep fried. You're not going to get that with Factor Meals. With 34 chef-prepared, dietitian-approved weekly options, there's always something new to try. Head to factormeals.com wade50. That's a new website and a new code this month. Head to factormeals.com wade50 and use code wade50 to get... This is clever. 50% off your first box. That's code WADE50 to get 50% off at factormeals.com slash WADE50. We've got a PW Torch VIP sale going on this month. If you are interested in becoming a VIP member, you can get $6 off any subscription. That brings a one-month sub down to 4 bucks, And you can listen to our AEW Revolution post-event roundtable. Todd Martin, Rich Fan, and I discuss the event for about an hour right after the show ended exclusively for VIP members. You also will get the WrestleMania post-show roundtables following night one and night two at the beginning of next month as part of that deal, and you get everything in between. I have brought back the Ask the Editor version of the Wade Keller hotline. The last two Wednesdays, we've dropped that with me responding with long-form answers to a wide array of topics. And the Focus on AEW and Focus on WWE Insider News updates with my expanded analysis have also been brought back more frequently lately, including breakdowns of minute-by-minute numbers for Dynamite and SmackDown in two recent updates, and also behind-the-scenes news on Bray Wyatt and how he's being written and by whom, and other exclusive backstage notes and insights. We also are running our 18 Years Ago podcast series on the nearly 18th anniversary of podcasts when they were originally published back in 2005. We feature them on the PW Torch VIP podcast feed. This includes our post-pay-per-view roundtables and also Wade Keller hotlines with a ton of insider news. And right now, 
This week, we are running a series of podcasts detailing with incredible behind-the-scenes details, sometimes excruciating details, on what was going on with Edge, Lita, and Matt Hardy in that uh, kind of love triangle controversy of 2005 that uh, changed the course of, of several careers. At the time, I reported a ton of details on how the locker room was reacting to them, uh, how Vince McMahon, if he was involved, because Vince was actually away with his injury at that time, uh, if he was involved, and just uh, the, the ups and downs and the drama of everything that, that blew up behind the scenes there. It's also the beginning, 18 years ago, of John Cena and Batista's push, and there's a lot of fun analysis of what we thought of them at the beginning of their upward trajectory. I could go on. There's just so many great VIP exclusive features. You get these shows ad-free and plug-free, and you get access to our ad-free Lightning Fast VIP website with all the content that's on the free site, plus bonus content, including the roundtable reviews in written format from the Torch staff of AEW Revolution. We'll be doing that for WrestleMania coming up also, plus exclusive columns and more. So go VIP, pwtorch.com slash go VIP. The coupon code to get $6 off, and you can apply that $6 coupon to a one-month, a three-month, or a one-year sub, but again, that brings a one-month sub down to $4 for everything I just mentioned and more. The coupon code is MARCH23, MARCH23. Enter that when you sign up at pwtorch.com slash govip. And yes, we are compatible with the Apple Podcasts app. When you sign up, you'll get an email and you click on that link and it authorizes you. No advanced settings, no passwords, nothing complicated, and we are compatible with many other podcast apps in a similar way pwtorch.com slash govip march 23 it's a good time to go vip